Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Well, hello and welcome back, everybody. Adam, the Roof Strategist here. We're talking about building confidence in roofing sales and how you can earn what you learn. This video is going to be applicable whether you're brand new in sales, which a few of these folks are who've emailed me, or if you're a seasoned veteran, or better yet, if you're an owner running a sales team, this is a really powerful video to pass along. Now, before we jump in, Lockdown Live is going to be updating. They've been daily through the stay-at-home orders as those are lifting. Probably just going to tear back instead of just shut these off. I'll keep you posted on the details. If you're not already on the Roof Strategist Insiders list, hop on. It's free. There's a link in the description. You get a copy of my ebook, notifications when I go live, and all that stuff. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. I don't know where that button hides, uh, but you'll get notifications when I go live as well in case you miss an email. Now, for any of you, which I've been forgetting to mention, all of this is on the podcast as well. There'll be a little day or so delay because we're uh, pulling the audio and then having to upload that over to the podcast, which is The Roof Strategist can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. So let's jump right into today. Today, I'm responding to a series of emails that have come in, and there's been a few themes lately, a lot of new people to the industry who are concerned about feeling confident out in sales, what to do, how to, um, whether or not they should be waiting to get out selling, whether they should be doing it now, and all that. So first, now I'm going to jump in. I apologize if this makes some noise. I'm just going to set these down so I don't have to hold them all. First, I want to address Nicholas. So uh, Nick, sorry, he goes by Nick for short. So Nick messages me. And I'm going to read this to you because it will provide context, especially if you're newer or getting into this, this industry. So he says, hey, Adam, uh, thanks for reaching out. By the way, Nick uh, got my personal um, email after joining the Insiders, just checking in on him. And he says, I've watched probably 50 videos a year and some multiple times. Thanks again for so much awesome relative content. I finished my last day of training yesterday and I'm sort of in weird limbo and not sure how to proceed. I was told that the call center will generate leads and set appointments for me, but since no storms have hit, the best two to five reps are working old hail. And I'm going to skip this part. So it says, on one hand, I'd love to go knock doors, but since I'm a new rep, I'm worried that if I f- sign a few people, I'll look like, I love it, I'll look like a dingus at the adjuster meeting, seeing as I don't yet understand how to properly fill out gutter diagrams or an eagle report. Uh, should I wait on getting leads or should I just track down damage from last year? I feel very comfortable speaking with homeowners, just not so much uh, of the intricacies of the process thereafter. Any advice would be much appreciated as you are starting to be the only mentor I have at this point. But hey, thanks again for everything and hope to hear back. So Nick, this one's for you. And I shot Nick an email as well. So here's the scoop. This industry is an earn while you learn opportunity, which means you will feel stupid. Okay. It happens. You won't feel great and confident. When I first got into the industry, I was literally in a temporary office I was given a sample board that said, look, this is three tab. These are dimensional shingles. Here's a shirt. Go knock doors, offer free inspections. I didn't know what to look for. 
I didn't know where Hale hit. I didn't know how to pitch. It was a week later after knocking random doors that I found out that there was even a hailstorm where it was. And then I went to ground zero where there was a softball size hail that fell way late and I got my teeth kicked in. So why do I share this story? Because, oh man, I'm going to sneeze. Because if I sneeze, I apologize. Um, oh man, go away. Because we all feel stupid when we're trying something new. You're not going to be a pro. Okay. Now, whether you lift weights, a lot of the people that are in the roofing sales game are athletes of sorts. They're into fitness. They're into personal development. Whatever it is you try, whether it's becoming a great cook, powerlifting or weightlifting, um, thank you, or anything of the like, you are not going to be a pro up front. That's okay. And in fact, it's okay to admit that you're new to an adjuster. Ultimately, it's up to you to put yourself in that discomfort. And the reality is you will not grow and develop in a zone of comfort. Guys, let me be frank with you. I have not committed to doing, I don't even know at this point, 30, 40 some days of, of lives. This is new for me. I haven't done lives. I have to grow into a person I've never been before to deliver something new, just like you will in sales. So what I want to say to Nick is never let anyone hold you back. Do not sit there and wait idly. Do not sit there and wait for the phone to ring for leads. Your income right here is 100% up to you. This isn't just a rah-rah thing. I'm going to give you some tactics. But yeah, you should rah-rah because you're the one that's going to chase the money, chase the opportunity. That's the beauty of this industry. If you want to earn money, work smart, be a good person, and get out there and get after it because it's not going to come to you. It's the same way. And I did this on a video. I think it was this week or last. All the days are blending together. When someone asks, hey, will you just leave your business card? I'll call if I'm interested. You don't just leave it. You say, hey, you know what? I don't have a business card. Do you have any objection if I take your name and number for a friendly follow-up call? That's grabbing the bull by the horns. So here's the key, key takeaway. Get after it. Go out there. Understand that it's okay to not know everything. I even brought a friend. Like I found a guy that was selling who's super nice. I'm like, can I bring you along for a couple of appointments at certain points? And he was, he was open to it. And he helped me out. He was an older guy that was super nice to me. And he helped me get going. The other thing is it's okay to tell an adjuster, say, listen, Mr. Adjuster, I'm here. Um, uh, sign up this customer. I just want you to know I'm newer at this. I'm not here to step on your toes. And I'm not here to tell you how you do your job. I'm here to represent the homeowner. And I'm here to help you make your job easier. So hop up on that roof. I'm, excuse me. I'm going to hop up on the roof with you. And if you need anything, you let me know. And guess what? And Nicholas just joined. He said, thank you. Thank you, for Nicholas, for reaching out and being vulnerable and sharing these things. It helps us all in this community. So I sat there, and what's surprising, Nicholas, is the adjuster will often try to educate you. Why? Because sometimes they're, when you're nice to them, they're really nice people. So they'll show you, hey, this is hail, this is hail. Let them educate you. Take the free training. It's awesome, okay? So that's the first thing. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to hit on that is watch my videos. I have a video that I sent Nicholas as well. It's called The Hail Claims Process from Start to Finish. Okay, I think that's the title. But it goes through everything. As long as you have a general idea of what happens, right? So you're going to file the claim, okay? Get the contingency agreement signed, file the claim, show up for the adjuster appointment. Then you're going to show back up to review all the paperwork, the scope of loss, okay? Then you're going to pick colors, assuming that there's no supplements that need to happen. So as long as the job's ready to build, meaning like if they didn't partial pay or they're missing things, that's what we call a supplement, right? For those of you that, that know what's going on. Um, and as long as you know, thank you, David, the four stages of the claims process, he called them steps, same thing, whether it's fully, uh, there's no claim filed, partial payment, denied or paid in full, right? And then after we get the uh, um, adjuster all scoped out and ready to go, pick our colors, build the roof, install it, collect.
right? Sorry, build the roof and install same day. Um, so anyway, there's a whole video on that. Claim. Adjuster. Review paperwork. Put together build order. Install. Collect. General framework, okay? So that's all you'll need to know on this process. So um, I forgot to close a window here, and it's beeping and driving me nuts. There we go. So anyway, Nicholas, I hope that helps. Thank you for reaching out. Um, on to this one. Here's one from Brian. Okay, let me move this over. Brian says to me, he goes, Adam, um, it's a little overwhelming to sift through all the tools available that are necessary uh, to compete in the industry. Can you make videos on all the differences and the, of the tools and services that are available and that you're familiar with or have used in the past for success? I'm leaning towards Spotio, but unless I'm confused on this, I cannot purchase a solo subscription. My company doesn't have a subscription, whether it's interactive hail maps or deal machine, et cetera. There's so many choices and I don't have time to waste. You know how it is. Got to get the pipeline filled and I'm seeing competitor signs everywhere. First of all, I know the feeling competitor signs are fuel. So Brian, thanks for reaching out. This is a, a really long video. And I, I up until this point, I do not accept affiliate commissions. I'm not aligned with anyone in the industry to say, go use them, go use them. I know people do it. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. The reason that I don't is in the past, I found a vendor that I thought was really great for my client, a guy that was out knocking doors and generating leads. My client pays him. That guy took off went to work in another storm. My client was out five grand. I never want to be the one that says, Hey, Adam told me to do this and it didn't work. Adam's an ass. No, I don't want that. I want you guys to find what works for you. What I will tell you is a few that I like and what to look for. So for me, an owner of an, of a company should be, in my opinion, um, responsible for the main software. That's a CRM. So a customer relationship management software, something such as AccuLinks or job Nimbus or job 360. Um, any of those. You want construction specific if you can, okay? Now, I'm not affiliated with any of these. Some people say, I love this program, but I hate this one. And other people are like, oh, you love that one? I hate that one. So here's the message. You have to go demo these and see if their price fits what you want and if how they're delivering that service works for you. I really like Spotio. I really like interactive hail maps. Um, there's other stuff that's good AccuLinks is good. We worked on a program called Stagistics, which is a, a still available uh, as a CRM. But the main thing is this. So I'm not going to say like you need to buy this program, this one, but I'm going to tell you the key ones. One, you need an electronic way to organize your customer files, period. That is a CRM your company should offer it. If they don't, I would look at something that you can use on your phone mobile. There are cheap solutions out there, such as a program called PipeDrive. Um, which is a sales-specific pipeline tool that you can customize and you can use that on your phone. Definitely have a hail map program that you can look at a hail map on your phone and works with Google Maps. So as you're driving and scouting, you see your little blue dot as you scout in the area and you know, oh man, or you're out knocking doors, you're like, this is a great spot and you can pull up the hail map and the hail maps aren't always 100% accurate. It might say small hail fell and you're finding out that like that area might be... Um, on the map says it was small, but in real life it wasn't, right? So um, you want something where you can see hail data on a map in real life. You need something, <coughs> excuse me, to um, keep track of customer information that needs to be on your uh, on your phone or CRM of sorts. Photos need to be organized by folder. So if you can organize those with a customer within your CRM, great. Otherwise on Google, Google Photos or, or your iPhotos, whatever it is. Um, the other, those are the two main ones. Outside of that, it's data, right? So it's InfoUSA, 
Cole information, C-O-L-E information, and any list that you want to purchase. Again, most of the time, an owner of a company will be the one purchasing the list data. Um, Spotio has it built in. So organization is everything, and then your a calendar that syncs appropriately, and then your, your note-taking. I mean, truthfully, all you really need, in my opinion, are like as an essential, essential is a customer relationship management, AccuLink something, all of your customer notes go in there. You need your hard files, which are in your office. I did another video before on how I organized my file box because you do have print material, um, a place to store photos, and then hail maps. If you have just those, you're golden. You're golden. And then obviously a calendar. For me, I love to print calendar. I'm like an old school guy. You've noticed I print things out, um, but I had a, a large calendar and I wrote everything out and then I, I could keep track of it. And it was, I'm a visual person. It's just easier to get through. But if a phone works for you, keep it on there. So Eric Delon says, I'm two weeks into this business. Thank you for your, all, all your knowledge and suggestions. Eric, my pleasure, man. I'm happy to have, have you here. And I'm producing what I, what I wish, by the way, the company I work with, fantastic ownership, amazing people, great guy, gave me opportunities that, tr that truly changed my life. Um, so when I say some of this stuff, it's all learning. It's not throwing anyone under the bus. I, I'm giving out what I wish I had. And I don't think anyone has access to this stuff. Um, so uh, this, this is a call out for Ashley. I just want to read this one. So Ashley emailed me, same thing. He joined the, he joined the insiders. He got a personal email from me and he said, uh, nice email. I'm going to use that. I signed almost 11 deals last week. Ridiculous. And it uh, sounds like Ashley's newer. And he says, uh, if you shout me out on the live today, say coalition restoration contractors. So he ended up, uh, sounds like a new company. He says, we use the word restoration because of you. So anyway, thank you, um, Ashley. You, you are very welcome. In 11 deals in a week. By the way, um, a lot of people have been writing in saying they're signing three to 11 deals a week. This is like, this is fire, man. That is, that's insane. It's awesome. And it just goes to show life hasn't stopped. And I know as things open, um, it's going to be changing. So let's jump in today to uh, Zach. Hold on. I got to see some of these were double-sided and I want to make sure I didn't miss one. I didn't. We're good. All right. Here's from Zach. He says, Adam, I'm loving the content. I'm new to the game, but not to sales. I'm having a really hard time overcoming the objection we already had a contractor look at it and convincing the customer that I know what to look for, which might, might not have been the case with the other guy. Thanks for the help, Zach. All right. So Zach says this. Um, I've, by the way, I, I'm loving the chat here. Uh, how's it going? The whole city of Greeley. Hey, from Kansas City and Shamrock Roofing. What's up, guys? And um, I love it. Always engage. This is fun. And plus, I love seeing you guys banter too. So I want to respond to Zach. When Zach says, a home, he, so he shows up, homeowner says, I already had a contractor look at it. Have you guys ever had that happen? If you have, I'm curious, drop it in the chat. Let me know. Let me know if you've ever been to a customer's house and they're like, no, we already had a contractor look at it. So um, while you're popping some notes in, I want to share a story with you because I have found that stories are a super powerful way to communicate a message to a homeowner. And I'm going to show you the difference. Okay. By the way, you can use other people's stories. It's okay. But oftentimes it's much better to tell a story. And, and as you get experience, your own stories are better than anyone else's. It communicates that message in a far more powerful way than if you um, just say it. So if I just said, oh, you had a contractor look at it, well, I might find something he missed. Can I jump up there? Like, by the way, I know you wouldn't do that, but you see, that's very different than this. And I'd say, Mr. And Mrs. Homeowner, I totally understand you had a contractor up there. Now I want to share a story with you, and it's actually a little vulnerable. Um, a member of my team, this is a true story, by the way, a member of my team was out at a customer's house and he inspected the roof for hail damage. When he got down, he sat there and told the, the homeowner, he goes, 
you are totally fine. There is no damage. I wouldn't worry about it. Well, another contractor showed up and he hopped up on the roof and it was about three to four weeks later. And what happened is there was a lot of rain and freezing and thawing that might happen by way, depending on your market, but there was a lot of rain that came down and all of the, the granules on the roof, when the hail struck, it loosened up and they started to flake away a little bit because of the, the rain and it made the hail damage more visible. So the contractor that was there said, Mr. Homeowner, the previous contractor said that there was no damage and I'm seeing some damage. I think we should call in this claim. Well, that claim was called in. The roof was paid in full. That homeowner called us. This was our literally our backyard of our office and said, hey, she mentioned the name of the rep was out here. He told me there was no damage, but this other company came and said there was damage and the roof was paid in full. This is a true story, by the way. So the reason I share that with you is, is you can see that that's a way more powerful way to present this to a homeowner to say, you know, this stuff happens. Uh, the Your roof, depending on when the contractor looked at it, might dictate whether or not that hill damage shows because it does show differently with age, with freezing and thawing, with rain, with temperature swings. Anything like that can make that hill damage more evident. And not all hill damage is black and white. I'll give you an example. When on, on any soft metal, whether it's gutters, downspouts, window wraps, siding, anything aluminum, a dent is a dent is a dent. Do you see that? It's a dent. You're not going to argue the dang dent with anyone. It's there or it's not, okay? But if it's on a shingle, right, here's a tab of a three-tab shingle, and you have this wear mark, and then maybe like a footfall right here. Is that hail or footfall? You can tell how fuzzy everything is. Heck, that's not even showing up on the camera. But you get the idea right there. Well, that's football. What's football? What's hail? It's subjective. It is very subjective. So we want to educate homeowners to this. So my, my takeaway to Zach is this. You need to tell a story that even though someone looked at it, a second opinion is really beneficial. Here's the, the best line you can use. Uh, Mr. or Mrs. Homeowner, whatever their name is. Peggy, while I'm here, I've had personally where I've seen that there was no damage. Someone else looked at it later and there was anyone's fault. It's because this is a subjective thing. So while I'm right here, do you have any objection? If I hop up there for an inspection, I'm going to take photos and videos and then I'm going to pop down, show them to you. Do you have any objection for this quick inspection? Then they'll say, Kevin, remember that line? Do you have any objection? I've gone over this tons of times. If they are still not sold, say you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain. I'm right here. If I come down and show you the exact same thing, you say, great. I had two inspections. Just like if you had something wrong, you'd go to the doctor. You would say, um, hey, you know what? They just said I have to have this knee surgery. You're going to go see another knee surgeon before you get knee surgery. It's your roof. It's the most expensive maintenance item of your home, literally of your life. So I'm here. I can offer you a complimentary second inspection, a second set of eyes. And if I come down and there's a chance I agree, you're like, oh, check that one off the list. I'm good to go. I don't need another set of eyes. But if I do come down, now we just opened up a different conversation. I'll chat with you about next steps. So when you hear that, that's how you can overcome it. So the key takeaway for this is it doesn't matter what level of experience you have. Your confidence is in yourself. Remember, we are in a, a simple sales process. Someone else emailed me today, and I, I, I ended up accidentally deleting it. I couldn't find the email before this. And they said, hey, I'm, I'm new to sales. And I'm summarizing it, by the way. I'm new to sales, and um, I, I'm not super confident. I, I'm really looking for someone to teach me the process. Said, You're in the right place. Because ultimately, it's starting a conversation, right? You're not pitching at the door. You're not pitching cold calling. You're not pitching in direct mail. You're getting them to call you. You're getting a conversation to start at the door or while you catch them outside, period. Start the conversation. Educate them on the next steps. Ask for the business. It's very simple. Three-step process, right? 
Convo, educate, ask for business or the call to action, right? It's that simple. So even if you're new, you will earn while you learn. Get comfortable with not knowing. And it's okay to communicate that with adjusters. And then again, the last thing just on the software, you really just need three main ones. A hail software, a customer management software, and the ability to stay organized personally. If you have that, don't overthink it. Period. That's simple. Search what works for you. Find your budget. I, uh, you know, you find what matches your budget and your personal needs. Because like, like some people, I'll give you an example: iPhone, Android. I, you're you're watching me from from a, a, an iMac Pro, I think. Yeah, iMac Pro. I have another iMac on my desktop. I love Apple computers. I hate their phones. That's just my personal preference. I use a Droid. People call me like I'm I'm I don't know. A different person or something because I have a different phone preference. And, you know, that's a preference thing. They're both going to do the job, right? Other people are like, oh my gosh, you're on a Samsung. I'm iPhones are the greatest things in sliced bread, but it's all personal preference. So don't overthink it. Experiment, play, choose what writes, what works best for you. Give it your all and take control of this so you can earn what you learn. All right. That's all that I have for today. If you like the video, give it a thumbs up. By the way, nothing is more gratifying. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> Nothing's more gratifying than standing here doing these lives. And when I say uh, hit the thumbs up if you like the video and then watching it go like boop, boop, boop. I love that. So if you like the video and you're joining in, give it a thumbs up. There they go. Love it. Uh, appreciate that, guys. Thanks for being here. Pop into the insiders if you're not there. I've got some really exciting stuff in the works um, that I'm going to be releasing here soon. If there's anything, by the way, that you want to see either on the channel in video and or if you want any to see anything in the battle pack. So if you don't already have the marketing battle pack, you can uh, click the link below in the description and grab a copy. It's all my turnkey proven marketing material. And um, I've been getting phenomenal feedback from it. There's a wall of testimonials on that page. I have 100% no BS money back guarantee. Guys, I am here because I want to see you happy. I want to see you succeeding and I want to see you change your life. I'm not comfortable keeping your money if it is not working for you period. So if you want to grab a copy, you can get one in the link below. You have literally nothing to risk um, and everything to gain. So super appreciate that. Subscribe to the channel. And I'm going to close with just this. So uh, the whole city of Greeley is watching. <laughs> you got What's up in Greeley? By the way, for those that don't know, Greeley is in Colorado, just outside Fort Collins. Um, and here, Eric says, I'm on AccuLinks, HailTrace, et cetera. And do I need a laptop? Great question, by the way, and a laptop. Do you need a laptop? The answer is probably not. Um, could it be helpful? For sure. Um, the, I like a computer personally over, uh, like a, a tablet. They're just a little more robust. They're easier to type on and stuff like that. So it's just, a, again, a preference thing. If you're able to do it on an iPad or something, then, then don't. The nice thing is like an iPad's probably more expensive than like a Chromebook or some sort of cheap laptop. For me, I tried running on a laptop. I got one of the, um, what's the brand? Oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. Like it's a truck mount. So it literally went in the cup holder and then held my iPad. And then I got one that actually screwed into the dashboard like a cop would have. So I tried the the iPad and then I tried the computer. I ended up liking the computer best personally because I, it was just more powerful to run lots of, lots of things. So Eric, again, use what works for you. The other thing too, don't solve a problem if it doesn't, if it's not there. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's just like my video, what the truck, like run what you brung, man, drive what you got. Ultimately people are buying you. Like you cover up this logo. I could call this like the dummy roof guy. But if I gave out valuable information, you're going to tag along because it's it's me in the, in the information, not because the name, the roof strategist, you know, that. So um, my point is this, people are buying you. You are, if, if it's effective, 
keep rolling it. If you're good without a laptop, don't get one. If you need one or you want to be more efficient, do. I will tell you this, the more efficient you are, the better. And I did another video on setting your truck up as a mobile office. And I had my back seat. I literally like would get in the back seat of my truck. I have a new uh, Ford Transit all-wheel drive van on order if Ford ever starts making vehicles again after this. Hopefully you'll get it. I'll do videos in it too so you can check it out. But um, I have every intention of setting up like a mobile studio so I can do be out in the field and do some more cool footage and, and that type of thing. And when I was uh, actively selling and managing teams, I used my truck as my mobile office. Um, so let's see here. Dallas, Texas, listening in. You the man. Thumbs up. Three ink today. Dude, Jason's a freaking animal. Honey hole is right. Yes. And then I got a question from Josh. Josh, if you're still here, I'm going to answer this one. What do you do when insurance calls in an engineer because they don't want to buy the roof? This happens, by the way. Um, this does happen. So your options with when an engineer gets called in, it's usually because they don't agree with the first adjuster. They've already committed to it and they're like, crap, we don't want to buy it. So they'll call in with an engineer. Engineers are, it's a coin toss. You never know how it's going to go. Sometimes it goes in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, after that, your options, which by the way, just quick disclaimer, I am not, nor do I claim to be a professional in the sense of supplementing in scope work. There are people who just like totally geek out on Xactimate, um, all that stuff, which by the way, if you need an intro, I recently connected with an old client of mine who was running a huge multi-office company. It's incredibly successful. He knows the industry inside and out. Uh, we recently connected. I'm going to be bringing him on the channel for an interview and um, I'm not affiliated. I'm not getting any kickbacks on this. I will be sharing an introduction via email, personal introduction, his name's Mike, with whoever wants to chat with him for supplementing needs. Probably gonna be best for owners. Um, you guys feel it out for yourself. It's a good fit, roll with it. So anyway, s sorry for the, the uh, tangent uh, there, Josh. The reason I share that is I am not an expert on the supplementing piece. My lane is sales and marketing. I'm a communications guy. I help you win the business. Now, the options when the engineer gets involved Someone might challenge me. If you know more than me, drop a comment. Let me know. You have arbitration, which is basically the equivalent. So the engineer has been out. He has her, his or her report. Arbitration is when the homeowner and you pick someone as a professional that you hire and pay for to put together a report. The insurance company picks theirs. Both reports are then compared in an umpire is what they call it. We'll review both and say this one wins or this one wins. It's literally that simple. I agree or I disagree. It is a total, total coin flip on the outcome. I've gone, I was working on a, a massive private school property. I'm talking like 20 buildings. This was, this claim was literally would have like helped me retire that big. And I ended up going through all this process on a handshake deal. We got everything approved. The insurance company saw it. I was like counting my money, like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be huge. Insurance company then reviewed it, said, no, we don't wanna pay for it. We're sending out an engineer. It was all metal buildings. They said, it's all cosmetic. We're not paying for it. They gave them $20,000 and they ended up pocketing the cash. I have hundreds of hours into this thing because of how big it could have been. And then the engineer came back and went to the arbitration. The umpire awarded it. It was horrible. So anyway, Josh, the reason I say it is you need to know when to pick your battles. Remember, like we're not clinging to every job, right? Some people will. I'm not that guy because I realized that hundred hours, was it worth it? Yes. Because if it would have went through, it would have been literally game-changing, life-changing money. On a residential property, when those come up, I want to see what, what happens. After the arbitration, the other resource is with a law firm that specializes in bad faith insurance claims. 
And for that to qualify, the insurance company needed to have acted in bad faith, meaning they violated the terms of the policy knowingly that have shorted the homeowner the rights that they have purchased through the contractual agreement of that policy. So um, that is how you handle it. So if it's me, I'm the engineer, I wait and see what it is and then you can go to arbitration. Most times, unless it's a massive deal and or like a little old lady that I just wholeheartedly want to help, um, I don't mess around with it because it just doesn't it's a lot of time that goes in and, and that time might be better spent elsewhere. I, I always want to serve my customers as best I can, but there's a limit where I'm just not going to work for free. I value my time uh, and it's a fine line. So Josh, if that answers your question, or excuse me, if it doesn't answer your question, uh, let me know, but uh, I, I hope that helps. And then Joe says, I use a small trick in Google. I use Google alert for keywords like hail, wind, hail, or high winds or hail. Yes. Uh, free options to NOAA, National Oceanic. Um, uh, what does that stand for? National Oceanic. I'm drawing a blank. These lives, I tell you. Anyway, NOAA's weather reports, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Weather Report Condition Station. Blah, blah, blah. It's the end of a day, guys. Look, NOAA, search NOAA hail reports or NOAA wind reports. You'll get them daily. You can go through on that. Yes, you can also use Google alerts. That is a free thing. If you Google Google alerts, you can set up alerts for keywords that email to you. Um, and then you'll get alerts, anything that publishes in the news. The best way to do it, truthfully, though, is just to get a program like Hail Recon or Interactive Hail Maps or something because those alerts will come to your phone instantly. Now it's driving me nuts that I can't remember the, the uh, acronym of what NOAA stands for. National Oceanic Atmosphere, uh, whatever. So anyway, that's that. And then last thing, Scott says, I'm brand new to this business. I'm super excited to get into it. I'm nervous, but know that um, that will go with time. I think I've watched every one of your videos. Awesome, Scott. Glad to have you here, man. And yes, this is a super fun industry because anyone can come in and ultimately it, it's, a, it's a combination of, of three things. And I might go more than three, but one is drive. If you got the drive, that's number one. Number two is uh, the ability to communicate clearly. And number three is staying organized. <laughs> if, you, if you've got the drive to get out there and just deal with the discomfort and the rejection, and if you have the... Uh, the communication skills to be a good person, to stay on top of what needs to happen, to overcome objections, to handle customer conflict. And three, if you're organized, because time management is everything. You could be the best salesperson in the world without time management, you're not going to make good money, period. Promise you. Uh, that will be your limiting income. So hope that helps. Wow. I just want like 15 minutes more than from when I was going to wrap up. Um, so Eric, so thank you for all your info. You are very, very welcome. Guys, thanks for being here. I absolutely love when... Um, when the chat blows up like today did. It was super fun. So I actually going to close, give it a thumbs up, subscribe. If you want to check out the battle pack, again, there's a link in the description. I back it with a guarantee, guys. If, if it's not helping you, I don't deserve to keep your money. You deserve to get it back. And I do. I will happily refund it. Uh, the other thing, join the insiders list. If, um, uh, if you're not on it already, and I will see you tomorrow. Stay tuned for really cool stuff coming my way. Shoot me an email, by the way, adam at roofstrategist.com. If you opt into the insiders, you can respond to the welcome email. Uh, fire off any ideas, things you want to see on uh, videos and any stuff you want to see in a future product, such as the battle pack. Uh, I've got some cool stuff. Thank you. Someone Googled it for me, Jason. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. That's what it was. I was trying to throw in two O's and instead it was two A's. So <laughs> thanks, Jason. There it is. You guys rock. Oh man. I love this community that's grown. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Be well. 
Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.